What's that glinting in the dark with metal? It's Wandering Monster Raw Initiative! Hello, and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's test table, um, where we don't just uh, play test games, we stress test them. As you can see from the absence of John Baltusberger, um, I will be your host with the most for tonight. I am Charles R. Bernard. I'm Bridget Ian. <laughs> and third place is Ian. <laughs> I'm so used to going after Charles. <laughs> so for those out there listening, um, there was a Bridget Brave, and then there was an Ian Servaz. But <laughs> And then that makes... Mr. Paschke. Most excellent. And um, tonight we have a very special treat for you, at least very special uh, from where I am sitting, which is in Salt Lake City, Utah. Because tonight uh, we will be playtesting a game that is live on Kickstarter now. You can find the links to support it in any of our social posts from tonight. You'll find it in the show notes. Uh, you can find it pretty much anywhere that you found this. Um, but tonight we'll be playing The Dark Glinting with Metal. And I mention its uh, salience to Utah because this game uh, is from one Mr. Brian Everson. And if you are a fan of sort of like sparse, weird fiction informed by horror, um, especially short stories, but also long form work, he is great. If you're a fan of uh, artistic freedom, uh, he is also great. Um, and if you are a fan of tabletop games, then good news for you, because he teamed up with Justin uh, Soroys to uh, bring us tonight's tale. Um, the Dark Glinting with Metal is live on Kickstarter right now. You can find uh, some art, some stuff about it there on that page. And um, without killing things anymore, I'm just going to hand it over to our forever GM, Ian Servas. Well, howdy there. So to kind of set the scene, instead of jumping right in and introducing characters, we're going to do a little bit of a transition where I'm going to provide a little bit of set and setting for our journey that we are taking together. And then I'll introduce our cast to introduce themselves. So as we begin, in the untamed wilds of Twinland, there are places that just feel wrong. Not merely just the usual wrongness that's felt throughout these lands and that gathers in clusters of abominations. No, there are places where the land itself feels like it has begun to forget who or what it is, where reality has begun to curl at the edges, where instead of the baleful and ever muted shining of the black sun beating down, something else is occurring, something that cannot be understood. You have felt the nearly imperceptible but persistent tug of that wrongness caught in the tissue of your brain like a fish hook. You have, you've come to realize, felt it all your life. For one of you, it awakens you at night, like the wails of a baby who, once you were fully conscious, you realize was never really there. For days, the ghosts of those wails have sliced through your sleep, and each time you awaken, you have felt the persistent need to throw on your clothing and just go, just start walking in the direction you thought the wails were coming from. Finally, haunted by this imaginary child, you go. 
For another, it didn't come at night at all. It was more like the dried mustiness of a body long mummified, or a sudden, unexpected hot gust of wind sensed when you pass a certain street. When finally you pursued it, the sensation, barely something you can hold on to, is threaded through the streets and alleys. You kept catching glimpses of a disembodied and evanescent eyeball before finally arriving at the city gates. How many times did you pursue it, each time coming to these same gates before you finally chose to leave your home and the city behind to continue your pursuit? For yet another, it was more like the wave of hatred that fell over you and propelled you despite yourself, directing your legs and filling you with the sensation that there was something that needed to be destroyed at all costs, and that you were the one destined to destroy it. And yet, now as you walk towards where your hatred tells you you must go, you begin to wonder, is it really hatred at all? Isn't hatred just thwarted love? Where are you going towards, and what will you do when you reach it? And more importantly, what will it do to you? Another of you had uneasy dreams, dreams of a darkness within which something glinted, a glimmer that persisted despite the darkness growing thicker and thicker. At first, you ignored this. What value is there in paying attention to dreams in a scorched land such as this? To do so can only lead to disappointment and despair. But then the dreams came again, night after night, insistent. That glinting was the glinting of something more than silver. And your greed grew and grew until finally you departed in the search of the horror that your dreaming mind convinced you was waiting to be taken from the darkness. Whoever you were, you traveled from town to town, the town smaller and smaller and further and further apart, each more miserable than the last until they were hardly towns at all. The land around you grew increasingly blighted. In the back room of a farmhouse that passed for a tavern, you met others driven to walk in the same direction as you, and you agree to travel together. It is as if you have been brought here they're deliberately together, as if your meeting had meant to be a gift to the gods or a cruel trick of fate, or maybe both. Together you traveled on. The wrongness of the land grew worse. Heat emanated up from the ground for no reason, and you found it hard to breathe. There was a persistent smell of rot everywhere, not an isolated stench so much as a constant undercurrent, as if beneath everything you were seeing lay de something dead and slowly rotting that extended for miles and miles. The land grew jagged and irregular, but not in a way that allowed you to mark any part of it as distinct from anything else. Your throat became parched and began to ache. You can never get enough water. It felt as if you were traveling through the same stretch of broken ground over and over, as if this land was not real, was decidedly wrong, as if everything you were moving through was a lie. When you suddenly, when you finally stumbled on a barely visible trail cutting through at the dust, you rejoiced. It would lead somewhere. It, it had to. You could all feel yourself drawn towards it. You followed it for a day and a night, feeling as if you were baking beneath the absent black sun by day, feeling lost in the absent pale moon at night, until you saw, at last, a town. Or maybe not a town, a sorry, thrown-together collection of huts that looked like a scattering of dice from a drunken god's hand. At the end of the trail, near a half-collapsed wall of a long-abandoned farm, sits a man in homespun clothes two crude boxes before him. 
past him lies the poor excuse for a town. So we're going to walk that back three paces, or at least like about two and a half days, to where you had entered into this tavern in the middle of nowhere and found yourself inexplicably drawn to one each other and knew that you were all bound by the same cord of fate. So one of you miserable wretches needs to give up your name and what your condition is. Who amongst well, you will go first? Not doing it. Sin nah, I don't think so. Uh, since you say wretches, um, I think it's only right that uh, I get to go first. Because, you see, um, I am Arvant, and my class is one that I have played uh, in Morkborg before, which is Wretched Royalty. I come from a uh, family that was originally of status. I've fallen on hard times. Um, these other people are total uh, dog shit. And um, interestingly, for someone of my station, uh, my hands are thick and covered in sores, which is delightful. Um, and better still, I didn't come alone. For those of you who have watched this stream uh, in the past, I am very excited to announce the triumphant return of Ham Fund my long-suffering manservant. Um, there needs to be like a sweet guitar, like a squealing <laughs> yeah. guitar riff. Ham we'll, we'll work out some kind of ham fun to cue, because uh, this is like his fourth or fifth appearance on the show. But um, now I'm, I'm even more excited because I come astride a glorious horse. And by glorious horse, I mean a vain, prancing son of a bitch of a horse. <laughs> Um, with a curly mane and saucy eyeballs, and uh, his name is Eucephalus. Eucephalus, the very good horse. Um, yeah, so you can call me Arvant. Uh, you can call Eucephalus Eucephalus, and don't call on Hamfund, because he'll just hide. It's better to sneak up on him. Oh, all right. So we got that out of the way. <laughs> so I will be playing... Now, I, I'm going to, like usual, mispronounce this. Orvarg? Orvarg? Orvarg. <clears throat> Orvig? Orvaggy? I'm going to just be pronouncing it with That's the question That's a long mark. name. Whenever oh, whenever I say name. it, it's going to be with the question mark, like Arvarg. <laughs> you really have to pronounce it with a mouthful of marbles, or otherwise you're just like, it, like insulting your ancestors. I mean, we don't have marbles, but we got some dice here. Yeah. Oh. Nice in your mouth. Don't. Or don't. We, we must warn our our young Tasty. audience. <laughs> this Joking is a choking hazard. hazard. Yeah. Do not do this without the supervision of a trained adult. Uh, this, is right. this is when Meatball gets here. I'm going to have to put all my dice away so that they don't mm, choke. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually, yes. Yes. Yeah. I have no. to do it for my. I have to do it for my damn cats. I can't tell you how many times like <laughs> one of like uh, snacks will come up and just like I'm going to just totally choke on this isodecahedron it's like <laughs> all right buddy oh, okay. typical snacks uh but yeah so i will be playing a nihilistic mushroom guy um <laughs> tell me about your that's character that's also a question yeah <laughs> uh everything is a question um yeah so uh my character he uh doesn't really care about anything um <laughs> except for uh his his um Levan Thron's story, um, which he is quite passionate about, but other than that, I don't know if 
there's much else. <laughs> Untrack mind. Yeah. Well, then I'll go next. I am. I think it's Vogel. Well, I mean, it's my name. I can pronounce it <laughs> how the hell I like, right? Vogel. Yes, That's right. Take yeah. it over skin. Yeah. And I don't know about these other yahoos, but I've been having these crazy dreams. I mean, crazy ass dreams of just something gleaming distantly in the dark. And I've started to feel like maybe whatever that is, is the solution to all my problems. So I think I'm more interested in like getting there. And something is telling me that this group of misfits is, is my ticket to that glinting thing. So I guess I'm, you know, I'm going to follow this to its eventual end. Um, I am a philosopher. Um, so no, I, I do not have any money. I cannot buy you a drink. Um, I am a philosopher. <laughs> um, I was raised by a group of fanatics. Uh, so that was fun. No, I don't want to talk about my childhood trauma there. Um, <laughs> just, you know, don't try not to startle me or tick me off. I just, I don't think anyone's going to like who I become. Maybe something like that. Do you turn into the Hulk? No. Have you guys ever had a friend who's a little too easily startled? <laughs> Why? What are you trying to say? I, I don't know if I can handle that if one of us can be easily startled. <laughs> no, 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 Charles. no. By, by, which Charles. I just, <laughs> by which I just mean that I, I have in the past and I've exploited that trait ruthlessly. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bad person, so yeah. You know, at one point, you really do need to write. Yeah. <laughs> so all of you have found that there is something about one another's company that has drawn you to the other. And you, the three of you, well, Hambun doesn't really count. Take up the road together. And after those awful days and nights going through this progressively deteriorating world, you come across this sorry excuse for a town, if anything, town in uh, quotation marks, this dilapidated wall, abandoned farmhouse, and then a pretty worn out, like wrung out and left to dry farmer who is sitting next to two boxes, <laughs> a hand on each one as if he's kind of resting on it with his cap just a over his eyes. man of the land. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, like prancing up on Eusephilus who, you know, and like throws the curly mane and uh, I say, pretty sir, what's in the boxes? The, the man stretches, and you hear various joints crunching and cracking, as if either too much arthritis or too many broken bones, old you know, bones you know, creaking against one another. He lifts his head up, and he goes, these here are boxes? Roots. He points to one, and it's marked roots and then he blinks and <laughs> looks at the other spits by it roots and it says rude roots next to it nothing healthier than a root for what ails you and he looks at you he's kind of got a little bit of a glint in his eye if his teeth didn't have so much grime on it you think they probably would like sparkle is he in the light so you've got roots uh, 
Roots. <laughs> and roots. Are so, we making root beer? What can I ask what makes the other roots rude? Uh, he for a second uh it, it what is this Vogel have an obvious gender representation? No. Or gender identity. Okay. If um that then, makes this more difficult. <laughs> Well, uh, he doesn't know if he should uh, lean in with a little bit of chagrin or if he should uh, feign a little bit of modesty. So one cheek gets a little bit ruddy and the other one grins a little much and he goes, take a look for yourself. <laughs> and he cracks open the lid and you get this scent of like soured parsnips, but these roots are gnarled in such a way that they look very much like various forms of genitalia. Most of them human. <laughs> I see. So we've got aphrodisiacs for sale. I'll take one. Man knows um, quality. Yeah. That's too silver yeah. a root. All right. You want one buy... of, uh, and he pantomimes various organs, uh, figuring out which shape you want. <laughs> Um, I'm a male <laughs> identifying person, so I'll take the the biggest, veiniest one that he's got, and mm. I'll take one of the regular roots while while we're at it, and uh, and and while I'm passing him the silver, ask him if he knows the lay of the land, like the nearby landscape, knows you know any landmarks, can tell us where we are, where we're headed. Mm -hmm. So when you hand him his silver, uh, it's the two silver for the rude root, and then for the regular root, he gives you a whole dozen for another two silver. Oh, wow. um, as you Ooh. fork over the four coins, he looks at them curiously as if he's not recognizing the minting of it, and he takes one and bites it, and you hear teeth crunching. He has an absent look for a second, <laughs> swallows, and then puts the coins in his pocket. <laughs> That's part of the rub, don't you know? I mean, everything's been weird and the land itself's been weird, so the lay is all wrong. It's laid wrong. Just nothing has been right since the Lavin turns. She's come back. The world seems to revolt upon itself. It's a, it's a, it's a curious turn? tale if you want to be hearing it. And he coughs. I you do. think you see a little tooth fragment as he puts his hand out suggestively <laughs> for more silver. Anyone else want in on this? Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, former I'll royalty. I'll some of like... the, um, the non-dick roots. Um... <laughs> He looks slightly offended that you explicitly say you don't want any of the dick roots, and he sighs and shrugs as if he's still trying to size you up, and then uh, offers you a dozen of uh, unrude roots for the two silver. Perfect, Bridget. Um, I, I'd like you to know that the next food item I order, I will be ordering non-dick. Yeah, can I get the um, non-dick? Um, <laughs> so is yes, this like? <laughs> is, is this like a buffalo wings situation where like some people want just the flats or the drumettes? I hate the bones. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> just the flaps, please. Just the flaps. Um, so he goes, as you grease his palm with the silver, he takes another look at it, goes to, he starts to open his mouth, thinks better of it, and then just puts the coin straight <laughs> in his pocket. And he goes, well, seeing that you're here buying all of my, my roots, I'll, I'll, I'll let you in on what's been going on here, because... You're all strange looking, and you should know what you're getting into if you've come to this dark corner of the world. And his voice gets a little bit grim for a second, not just so bumpkinish. He goes, Well, <clears throat> all the weird happenings go back to Lavin Fern. When she first arrived in town, wandering in all like you just did now, she claimed she was a two headed basilisk priestess sent to recruit followers from our blighted and hapless hamlet. She spits <laughs> another tooth fragment. She didn't get anywhere with any of us, not as long as far as I know about. And uh, about a month ago, she done disappeared. Thought, a little love it, but you know, we Tweeland were in, in curious people, and these recruiting priests come and go. There will always be someone new here who arrives to beat us and accuse of heresy. But was more surprising was three days ago she done returned again, according to Fingal. Most people around here call him old that thing. And she done crossed the rocky barren land and suddenly stumbled out of these desiccated hills. Her robes were in tattered, and she ate in 40 years when we saw her, that thing said so. At first, he thought it might be Lavinthern's mother. How is that possible? Aging 40 years in one month. He reaches in, and he uh, takes out one of the regular roots, starts to chew on it, and through a mouthful of roots and spittle and broken teeth, and goes, Well, that thing hailed her. <clears throat> she turned to him. You can see right off from milk pupils that she was blind. He saw as well that burning the center of forehead was a brand in the shape of an open eye. He fled, but she followed in the wake of the sound of him stumbling on, and until last leaping, she reached down, fumbled her way to her hut, and done passed out. She's there bed now, babbling about the dark glinting with metal. Not a shimmering field, she moans. Necrotic one. The priests have lied to us. She is, you know, sounds like she's done lost her faith and found something mm, more dark and terrible to replace it. And once a punisher of hairy ticks and apostates, she's become a hairy tick and a apostate herself. <laughs> and there have been done enough whisperings, murmurings around town that word has begun to spread. No doubt her fellow priests and priestesses will arrive soon and inflict. <clears throat> correction upon her as so to hammer close the door into darkness that hasn't been forced in her mind but um what do i know i'm just a simple root farmer <laughs> what do i know i'm just a simple country lawyer <laughs> if he had both suspenders fixed he would snap both of them but he can only snap one <laughs> the, the one suspension snap. He makes a that. slight twang sound just so you get the stereophonic <laughs> effect. I love this guy chawing on, you know, um, tooths and tubers. <laughs> the, the, the two T's, we call them. Uh, getting your calcium, you know. Um, and, I uh, thank he, him. And 
he he Go looks ahead. and he says, "So it seemed that you all done listened to my monologue, and I will." Um, Oh, here. He goes through the root, regular root box, and pulls out a knife, not root, but yet amply girthy root to, uh, for your horse. So that's a pretty thing. (laughs) Hell yeah. Eucephalus is is happy to take the root, um, since it's such a fine, high-quality root. If it were just a root in the dirty ground, no way, but, um, you know. snob horse um do you guys want to see that crazy pants priestess of the double basilisk absolutely i mean does it matter (laughs) then roll me a d6 and see if it does matter one of you (laughs) i mean i got a d6 oh okay well i heard a number first pronounced with a question mark um, he, he uh, yeah, he's the one who ought to. I mean, hard work with the question mark. I like it. Um, so he points, and he kind of points a little bit to the east, and then he thinks about it. You could see something like clicking and grinding, and he moves his finger a little bit more to the northeast, and he goes, "Yeah." That's where you're going to find her. Well, good luck. And he goes, well, um, looks over at his box of partially putrid and swollen rude roots, and he goes, you, you don't want any more of these for the, the road, do you? Will we <laughs> need them on the road? Which road? Yes. Are we going down that road? You you. You know the the road, man. You always need those on the road. He uncomfortably grabs some type of... You're not exactly sure what it's supposed to look like, but they're all supposed to look like some form of genitalia. You're more unnerved that you don't know what creature's genitalia it represents and holds it uncomfortably suggestive. He goes, last chance to get these fine roots. I'm the only one who collects them. <laughs> I'm imagining like a whole cellar full of just like increasingly obscene roots till we get to like the the real pick of the litter at the back of the museum. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll take the one that that looks like a starfish's starfish off his hands, and uh... he, he's just like, <gasps> and then he gives a little bit of a, a, a this kind of like mischievous wink grin thing and he uh, <laughs> he refuses your silver but kind of also just very uncomfortably touches your hand and goes I'll see you at the bar later right <laughs> you bet your ass he will and I do mean you bet your ass um, I... he points <laughs> to the east and a little just a little bit south he goes just south of the town square when he says bar, I'm imagining like an overturned barrel in a in like a glade with like a a bottle of moonshine and two dirty cups. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the tickle me Elmo. I'm Elmo. <laughs> so other places from here, as you kind of survey and get a look, you're on the edge of this 
a crumbling wall and just uh, a very abandoned field. You can see there various various holes missing in the ground, probably from where maybe roots or something were dug up. A little bit to your north, uh, northeast, like close to you that you can see it, you can see a, a different kind of hut. Um, there's it, in this kind of weird gloomy light, there's a little bit of dim light coming from maybe a fireplace or some type of light source in it. From the south here, it looks like there's another type of farm estate. It's hard to tell what condition the house is in, but looks a little bit better condition than the ramshackle building that's at the end of the field that you're standing next to. And you can just vaguely make out some other shapes until you get closer to the town. Um, there are various odd, sad structures that you can't quite tell if they're huts, if they're mounds of manure. It's hard to tell in this limbless kind of dark, thin light, but uh, once you start meandering in closer, you can get a better lay of, well, this weird land. Okay. You mentioned the um, the other hut that might belong to... I, I'm blanking on her name again. Jabba. Yes, it's Jabba's hut. <laughs> Jabba's hut. <laughs> Sorry. Jabba. Uh, Lavern uh, Thern. Yeah, Lavern yes, Thern's hut. So you've got, you know, in the nearest vicinity, you have... Um, one hut that was decidedly not Laventhurns, and one that is in between you and uh, the Laventhurns hut. Hmm. It's just, you've, got, you've got meandering roads that can go to either. Um, you guys want to check out all of them in, in like descending sequence, or do you want to just go straight to Laventhurns? place um you know let's mix it up let's not let's let's not go straight there let's not just kick open the door and yell surprise we're here <laughs> let's let's go to the other place first get more intel yeah so as you are approaching this other hut you can see that part of the front wall of this hut has collapsed and lies scattered on the path you can tell it's been replaced by what looks to be like empty liquor bottles cemented together with mud at least you hope it's mud and from here you can hear mumbling coming in from inside the hut um you see that there's a door that's uh, kind of covering up the part of the collapsed wall and it's uh, you know partly on this mud bottle wall partly of this kind of brickish thatch composite material the whole thing reeks do we i don't know what do you think bridget i you know it's it smells pretty terrible um i kind of feel like maybe we should uh I mean, I let's search it. Let's just search it. Ugh, I don't yeah. know about what's in here, but I feel like we should search it. I, I, I would like to. I have a science kit. I can, I can science this. I can oh. figure out what oh, the right. smell is. Okay. I, I have a, a experience with mushrooms and molds. Um, maybe I, I could, I, I could possibly, uh, um, maybe uh, uh, figure out what what the smell is. It's like one part Valley Girl, one part Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. 
science uh, finds a way. Yeah, it might. So as you are giving the smell with your trained nose, the first thing you smell is, uh, well, a shit ton of urine. And then after that, you smell a shit ton of shit. And then after that, you smell, well, something vaguely fruity. Um, If in the uh, science would tell you that this person probably has, from inside there, probably has very sweet urine. So they're diabetic? Sewage forward with a sugary finish. Exactly. And of course, there's lots of different types of mold and fungus that you can smell kind of rolling from out of here, even before you need to do any of that accursed blasphemous science. Oh, bust. Okay. Sean is suggesting that you sample things in the name of science just to make sure you know what these like, substances are. With okay. his tongue or with his sample kit? I want to know. I. <laughs> Obviously, you are all amateurs about this. Um, the best way to <laughs> truly no no a uh, 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 mushroom is to snort it. Hmm. So what are you doing exactly? I bet. I mean, I'm, I think he said he's going to snort a mushroom. I, I pick up a, a mushroom, and then I pick it out my science uh. kit. I open up my mortar and pestle or whatever science equipment I have. I grind it up. And I just, you know, oh, see, you I thought you were just trying to like wing that up your nose, you know. I mean, so is this... I powderized the mushroom and I snort it. Okay, so I this think is saying a... the, the fungus from the from the um the structure because he did yeah. say there was mold. I, and I grab a, and... a, a mushroom off of of okay. probably poop. Sure thing, probably. <laughs> All right. Um, so go ahead and roll me a presence check. Okay. I bet it makes a peeling noise that mushroom is pull it loose. Make the I, sound. I have a three. So you feel a little tickle in your nose, and you yeah. think it's probably fine. Okay. And then you just start just sheet of blood just sheet of blood and it's just out of one nostril who hasn't been there and then uh do you do anything about it um hey uh uh um guys uh don't snort that bad idea you're welcome i've got uh i've got lard that you can put to stop the bleeding in your nose. I think th- that that it's might awesome. help. So you're gonna uh, just take a, a little bit of your lard and you show it up there, kind of make a little seal. Okay. Pop it right um, up. So you smell old meals, and um, <laughs> uh, after you kind of sub it up here, and it just the, the myriad other purposes, it just sheets the down the other nostril, and. Ham, Ham Fun looks at you just gouting blood, and he just turns sheet white, and he passes out. <laughs> oh, no. So you're in front of this as horribly smelly ever. shack. Uh, anybody else doing anything? I mean, well, I'm fanning Ham Fun awake, but... Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm fanning him awake, but I'm not, I'm not going near that thing. I mean, I could, uh, I could do my thorns of comprehension. 
try to figure that out sounds what cool here. whatever yeah let's do some thorns of comprehension yeah. you guys want to see that shit yeah okay yeah uh, so okay. roll me your presence Oh, did you already roll your presence d4 to see how many times per day you get to use your forlorn philosopher abilities? I did not. It's like three. All right. Okay. So if I can go ahead and make your presence check, dr12. Nine. Nine. Uh, okay. Now, keep in mind, you do have omens if you want to use one. Um, otherwise, your spell is going to fail, probably yeah. because of the sheer amount of stench, but it's not going to backfire. Oh. So you can either let it fail, or you can burn an omen to preserve it. I'll burn an omen to preserve it. All right. You know, as soon as you use your omen, this has been a kind of the sepulchral sky that it's always been around here. There's no real storm clouds, but when you use your omen, there is this peal of lightning and just this thunder just rolls out across the hills and you see something in the after image that's going to haunt you for the next two nights. What is that image that you see? It was my grandmother naked. Covered in worms in the grave. So uh, you are able to re-roll your presence check to see if you can cast your Thorns of Comprehension. Come on. Don't fail me. Seven. So you are so haunted by that terrible image. You're all, you see again this village of your grandmother, worms across her face, and she just locks these dead eyes with you and just says, soon, the eye, soon, and then she disappears again. You do know, even though your spell failed, you got a little bit of comprehension, and you heard that the person babbling in this hut is muttering to themselves over and over something about uh, old wars, battles, something about comrades, bodies in ditches, uh, terrible warm cries that no one should overhear. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we might be dealing with uh, with someone who, who saw some battle. Get this. That's okay. all I got. It, it was a very vague, very vague uh, comprehending that happened. Well, I mean, <clears throat> throw a rock and hit someone who's seen battle in this part of the broken world you know but this is um, pretty far at the end almost that's fair yeah interesting do we want to brave the, do you want to brave the shit shed to talk to the soldier or the shit shed. i tell you what let's see if we can convince ham fun to go in there and see what's up I think and he revived Hampon. Yeah, I, I've been fanning him for a turn. Or... In there. So the um, Ooh, I've got perfect. I nice. give Hampon my first rude root. 
the non-starfish starfish blood. You, that ought to wake him up. whispers in your ear, and he goes, use, use the starfish. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, he just, like, I heard uncom- it. He's like, you know what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better horse than I could have hoped for. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I'm I'm slipping um, ham on the starfish, rude root. Um, yeah. Uh, that ought to wake him up. Well, that ought to wake his ass up. You just start grinding this starfish-shaped uh, root root. And these roots, unlike the roots that you've gotten in two, like a dozen for two silver, this one is partially fermented, and it just smells foul. So you've basically <laughs> just smooshed a very soft, liquidy-smelling salt all over pan, poor hand fun. He wakes up, screams... Some of the root gets in his mouth. He ventures to vomit and vet wretch. Uh, he passes out from exhaustion. The smell is still on his face. He wakes up again and looks at you blurry eyed with like no recollection of just ha- what happened. And he's covered in vomit and starfish root rot and just looks at you and sees this smelly hut. It just says, Boss. <laughs> um, ham fun. Be a darling and go uh, knock on that door and see if anyone's home, will you? Have fun to and, be a darling. Yeah, and I think I actually, I think I actually have to. There's like a if I like I have to do a roll or he hides. Oh no, that's only if I need to. That's if you're drawing the sword that he's right. carrying. Yeah. So you. Uh, you, you send him, and he's a little bit blurry, and he maybe was a little bit more cogent. He would probably hide and try not to do this uh, very simple, straightforward instruction you've done. So he's a willowy uh, waif of a man, and he goes and he just just knocks. As, as he's going there, I'm, I, I kind of like stage whisper, like, I'm rooting for you, buddy. No. Oh. Uh, so he just lightly knocks. The door creaks and then just falls over loudly. A man in the hut throws himself up, and you hear <laughs> liquor bottles going every which way and shattering. And he goes, You, you owe me a new door. And he just goes up and puts ham fund in a headlock. And he goes, You owe me a new door. Or no, you can buy me a. What would you? Are you interjecting? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna let him bully Hamfun. So I, uh-huh. I, uh, like. I'm, I'm assuming. Bully Hamfun. Yeah, <laughs> Hamfun owes us doors. Yeah, uh, I, I think that he was about to ask for a drink, uh, though. So let's see. Do I have any? He, on he, uh, as soon as you said uh, a drink, he lights up and he goes, "That would be a capital idea." He's still throttling Hamfun. And as he's like throttling ham fund, uh, the lice that are just carpeting his head are like dropping onto poor ham fund, who can't see what's happening. But his eyes are just wide. Right. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna throw some silver at this lunatic throttling my friend uh, slash employee, and um, hopefully hopefully a handful of silver will convince him to stop. Sure. How much did you throw? Um, well, given my character motivation, I'm going to say let's start with five silver and see if that does it. 
you're barking. Yeah. So you, you scatter them, and he just shoves Ham Fun on the side and just dives for the coins. You can see, like, as he's kind of pushed Ham Fun out of the way, his face is scarred and disfigured. Um, underneath all those that carpet of lice, his hair is salt and pepper. And as he's crawling on the floor, his whole body is crawling with lice, and Ham Fun is crawling with lice, and. Uh, <laughs> Eucephalus takes like seven steps back, and uh, yeah, and, and um, Eucephalus just we're whispers in your ear, that guy. "Fire, yeah. use lots of fire." <laughs> I think I don't think Eucephalus is has my best interests at heart. I trust um, him. Fucking don't. You fucking <laughs> ride me. <laughs> than you. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, yeah, he, pro- he probably is. Um, it's a yeah, miracle uh, I haven't stepped on you in your sleep. Just think about that one. <laughs> also, the sugar tea ration is running low. You might want to fix that. <laughs> just break Charles. Yeah, just completely break Charles. <laughs> Huzzah. Like <clears throat> I've never before in my life thought that having a talking horse would be awesome, but this horse's <laughs> conversation has won me over. Like, yeah, if if my horse was like threatening me and and bickering about the sugar ration, I I'd be into that. Um, yeah, okay. I I'm not gonna set Ham Fund on fire. Uh, but we are gonna get the hell away from this hut, I think. Unless you guys want to go talk to the lice man. Does anyone have any like kerosene or anything we can use to de No, I was fun? checking. Yes, that's exactly my plan. Hot <laughs> sack, rope, water skin. No grappling. I have a grappling hook. I I got no- I got nothing. The louses off of him with a grappling hook. I mean, <laughs> small enough hook, enough time and patience, it could be done. I don't think I have that size of hook, though. The man picks but up can... all of... Hmm? Oh, I was just... I was going to reveal my ignorance. Please save me from myself. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. The man picks himself up after finding uh, all five of the coins and <clears throat> wipes off some of the lice off of him and goes... Uh, uh, Jackal. Jackal? Jackal? I mean, that's a pretty hmm. cool name. Like, yeah. Like the Jackal? Like, starring like Carlos? He gets right up in your face and he goes, Are you mocking me? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and he just shoves you and then just starts stomping towards. The one, like the one shacky-like construct that the farmer had gesticulated, saying was a bar, and just tromps right towards it, just leaving lice in his wake. So he's going so. to the alternate destination, covered in lice. I, sh- I should have uh, given that guy the the starfish uh, rude root. <laughs> I should have uh, given that guy s- the old starfish rude root. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Tale as old as time. <laughs> Who has not been there, honestly? Uh... Oh, I'm going to start uh, chewing tobacco just for fun. It's in my inventory, and it doesn't do anything, so I'm just going to chaw on it. 
Are you starting it for like the first time ever? Like this is the day. Don't don't swallow the, yeah, don't, the don't. juice. <laughs> so Hamfun gets up and he looks thoroughly confused and just shrugs. <laughs> So I'm I'm starting to suspect that the rude roots might just be roofies. Like I think I just roofied well, him. Did you want to? Do you want to eat one? Um, not especially. Yeah, like, I might. Okay. I I might come in handy at some point. I don't know. How many more what rude do you guys roots do, do we have? Did did Hamfun eat the entire rude root or just like the nodule? No, you smushed. I've the got whole another thing. one. Okay. Yeah. I've got another one though. I've got the because I got one for him and I got one for me. So, and then there are twelve normal ones. I guess I'm alternating chewing tobacco and roots. You know, when you crunch, crunch, crunch. eat a, one of the chew on the roots, you can tell that it. it honestly, as far as roots you've eaten in your life, it it sucks. But you can tell begrudgingly <laughs> it's nutritive. Which you really can't oh, say the okay. same thing about the tobacco. So them mixed together is not the best combination, but the you tobacco, do have energy and a craving for more. The tobacco is at least a stimulant <laughs> and yes. a diuretic. It's like tobacco. So like, exactly. I was going to make that joke. Like this is how tobacco got started. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you have from here, uh, if you want due east, you would head towards the um, Laventhurn's hut. Um, from here to the east, southeast would be the town square. From here, southeast would be that bar. And then there are other places, like past Loventhurn's hut, you can see some type of scattered ruins. In the far distance, you see what almost looks to be like a massive sinkhole. Across town, way past the town square, you could see a collection of smaller, more tidy, cleaner-looking huts or tents. And then uh, there's that bar that you could hear, even from here, many paces away, loud carousing, but then the barking of echoing dogs? Question mark? Hmm. I'd be all about a bar where, like, dogs were hanging out. I, that sounds I do cool. Feel like we should check out Thurn's hut, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, character motivation, given what it is, yeah, I definitely agree. She seems okay. like she knows what's been going on around here. So, you walk past uh, Jackal's hut and start going on a meandering dirt path towards uh, Laventhurn's hut. You can tell that this is a older structure, relatively sturdy compared to some of the other things around, but also old and sad, just like everything about it. Um, the There's no door, it's just a gaping entranceway and it is darkened inside. You hear vague moaning and gurgling sounds. Hey, does Hamfund feel like checking that out? <laughs> uh, Hamfund uh, turns and looks uh, at you, and he thinks about it. Like, he's, like, muttering something under his breath. Uh, 
politely fuck you <laughs> fuck, fuck you very much and he's like still liking this and just like and he just starts itching furiously you know what I'm going to excuse that on account of fleas. Um, conduct excused on account of fleas. You say that? Yes. He yeah. sounds like he's like looking down and muttering something else. And but um, anyways. Hey man, the horse wanted to burn your ass. Uh, Hamfun, be happy that I'm on your side, man. Hamfun locks eyes with the horse. <laughs> the horse gives him a knowing look back, and they stare for a second. Like there's something very knowing between the two of them. And eventually, they Those just nod. History. Uh, he's got beef with a horse. I mean, who hasn't right. had beef with a horse at least once in their life? That's just... One of them bit me one time. That shit sucked. See? Just proving my point. I Team yep. hand fund. I will, right. I will go. I will go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I do or don't. It, it what matters is that something happens. So I I I get I guess I guess I I will go. I I I'm going. Going inside the the hut. Yeah. Okay. So there is a. A person, you'd almost say woman, but the person in front of you is so shriveled that most of their characteristics are gloss under shriveled skin. Uh, you assume this is Lavinthern when she lies on her palate, shivering and anxious. She is muttering to herself, kind of alternatingly laying and curling into a fetal position and, and crying. And when you enter into the room she flips over and stares in your general direction with these milky orbs for eyes that you can tell look like they're kind of rotting in her skull and she... hello hello <laughs> sir sir <laughs> Ma madam Th them they them H hello the dark metal the, the dark the dark you you are you? from out not here i could smell the road on you the, the dark glinting is beyond the hills and you have come for it yes uh, it what uh, what is what it yes that is that is that that is that is that it that is that that it is it is 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 it is it so i have a theory i have a theory i think that there's a powerful microwave tower in this town you had the Ooh. farmer who half of his mouth was smiling oh, that just... and twitching and the that other half is flushing with blood. You've got the guy Yeah, and then you've got like this conversation between these two. I think one's brains are like growing tumors. Like so, what you're saying is there is a five G tower nearby, and everyone in this campaign has COVID. Right. No, I think Robin Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she begins to sniff the air, and she looks at you guys and goes, There are others. Others. Who are the others? That's my the question. Towers. No. No. The others. The, there are others here now? She is blind, I and mean, she gives you a pretty dumb look. And she points to the companions behind you. Oh, oh, other that them? I didn't even know they were there. She lays back down her cot and puts her back to you and just mutters, "Stupid." I think. <laughs> I think this is a lost cause, gang. And she. I don't know. I heard beyond the. Okay, I see. But yeah, yeah. No, she, she's, she's just like here. They're just that they aren't. They don't have eyes that can see. They don't know what life is like on the roulette, and the eye, and the eye sees everything. She just begins muttering again. Are are um, either of you wanting to do anything else? Or are you, are you stepping into the, the hot? Are you guys just because I thought you guys, the other two of you were outside. We are right while outside Irvog. the door, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think we're outside the door. So hopefully we can hear what is what words are being exchanged. Yeah, yeah if you guys want to step I in, know. I guess fashion. step in. Okay, cool. Let's just assume that we get the same um, because I. I heard beyond the hills, and like that's all I need to know. Yeah, I heard dark glinting, so I'm gonna need. Yeah, I'm I'm eager to get me on that glinting. So let's. Uh... Since it's beyond the hills, okay. Uh, thank you, I say to her, and I uh, I. Well, okay. Like, how many teeth does she have? Her back is turned to you, but and you haven't really fully addressed her yet. All right, I'm going to come into the, the hut and offer her um, some roots for sustenance. And if they're too much for her teeth, I'm going to offer to do one up for her. Sure. Uh, do you offer her the regular or the rude root? The regular. The okay. root I'm saving for um, me. I plan to swing by that bar uh, later. Takes the the regular root and she gums it you see that she really doesn't have teeth but for somehow she is sucking this root dry like a capri sun for international viewers Ugh. that is a pouched <laughs> beverage drink served to school yes. children um and it makes this it is, disgusting it is in no way shape i wanted to just clarify for our international viewers that Capri Sun is not a juice beverage. It is yeah. like um, anything resembling neon glucose water. Yeah, it's clear. It's clear. Yeah, really? Yeah, there's no color to Weird. But it's fruit, also fruit flavored. Yep. Flavored. Yeah. Yeah. And delicious. Um, so. You know, these things are kind of like parsnips. So how she sucks it dry and throws a desiccated husk. <clears throat> she licks her lips. A little bit too long and says, yes, the way, the way is behind, beyond the dry hills and across the rocky barren land, but it's only if you're blessed by the eye. And she 
points at her brand and bits of her skin come off as she does it. She just almost like pushes her finger through her flesh and says, that way it shall be made manifest to you. But you cannot find it if the eye doesn't want to notice you. She just keeps pushing her finger into the meat of her skull. And you think you hear tapping across bone. So nice. her, you said her I brand. Asked her... She had a, yeah, uh, a brand of an eye. A... Was... Okay, okay. I missed that part. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was a earlier in the uh, farmer exposition. Yeah. Um, I ask her what we can do to get the eye's attention. You need to be. You need to understand what it is. The land. And she pans her, like, rotting eyes everywhere, seeing seemingly nothing. The land is a giant's corpse. Mm -hmm. It's dead and dreaming, and the dreams are nightmares made flesh. Mm -hmm. Is it in our world? Yes, maybe again, no, but the eye must seek you if you're going to travel through it. The, the eye... Is it the dead giant's eye? No. Get again? Yes. Cool. Walk. I, you know, what I, do you guys think? I can. I, she's clearly not going to actually offer us anything helpful i'm sorry it's all just riddles can we search her cabin yeah sure go ahead and make me a presence check from the way that she's pushing at that uh head meat the secret might be inside her skull like you could check there you think we have to crack her skull open crack and peel i don't know i'm not ruling it out two uh, two for a presence check for searching the room. Yes. So as you search the room, um, this is a pretty old hut. The thing that really takes your attention is that there is a old, what looks to be like blood spray, like arterial streak blood spray that is splattered across the back wall. And you can tell that it was sufficient amount of strength that it's kind of dripped around and just kind of encrusted. Nasty. Anybody else wanting to search? Uh, yeah, I will do it. Um, I'll take a, a whack at it. Oddly enough, she doesn't seem to right? care that you're like rifling through. She just is just kind of staring blindly at everything. And... She's still licking her lips from the root juice. Oh, see, that's why I bought her love with the uh, with my tasty, tasty root. Um, let's see here. Are you my D twenty? You are okay. That is a natural one. Right. So, as you are oblivious, you get this weird premonition. You feel all of the goose, like all of your skin get goosebumps. In fact, it's such a rapid onset that uh, encephalus bristles at it and his tail flicks up. 
and you have this sense that somewhere beyond the hills is a giant eye that sees everything and sees how weak and corrupt and worthless you are. It sees through your marrow. Cool. I mean, not cool, but cool that the we got the eye's attention anyway. Or does it even notice me, or does it just, like, hand on past me? If it does, all you can feel is a vague sense of disappointment, and that stings more than anything. So yeah, I'm not uh, angry at you. Ur- I'm just disappointed. Urvog, you're going to search as well? Yeah, um, rolled an eight. Eight. So as you were tapping on the wall, like... So uh, Vogel was kind of looking at the blood spray and you know, their focus on it brought your focus over to that area. So you were tapping around the wall and you, you hear a hollow spot and you can see a hinge built into the wall. It's not really a hinge as much as it's like a stick holding like a chunk of wall that looks like you just pull it out. Okay. So just... There's a bit of a kiss sound when you do that. And do you see that there are four Uh-oh. silver coins and then something gold um, kind of glinting in the light? Okay. I'll, I will pull that out to investigate it further. So it's a gold tooth, and it seems to just radiate a little bit of darkness as you pick it up. And it <laughs> makes your hand uh, tickle and itch at the same time. Roll me a d4. Ooh, fun. That's a one. So you feel like... Do you really kind of need a nap? I mean, not that you need to go to sleep, but you feel old, tired, like your joints. Like you finally feel the weight of all of those walks that you've taken to get here, and you feel a little disoriented. Um, you feel a bit weak. It's a little bit clumsy. And okay. this, uh, this tooth, as you're looking at it, it just really disgusts you. Like, you feel like you should really fucking throw it away. Like, throw it away where no one can find it. You don't want this thing at all. It sickens you. Okay. Um, do... Throw it now, away. In, in throw top... it away. Throw it away. I throw it at the old lady's head. Roll me a presence test. Towards her mouth. Bold, a, bold a... choice. Uh, so that's a seven. So you throw your fist and you, you see something fly off from your hand and, uh, it doesn't seem to really hit or interact with the, the woman. You... Okay. Yeah. So I threw it away. All right. Yeah. I gave it a shot. All right, so um, she's still muttering about dark glinting with metal, something about when the flesh was stripped from my body, uh, yada, 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 giant's corpse, uh, something, something, I am blind, well, something, something, I love strips. those roots, those roots are tasty, also, the world is dying. <laughs> okay, that's... That uh, flesh, flesh stripped from my body got my attention. 
What are you are you saying something about that? Um, I'm just listening and and since she didn't pick that thread up, I'm choosing she, to pretend I didn't She will pick it up and she'll resume with when the flesh was stripped from my body by the eye of the dark sun. Well, that's where the, the furniture has remade me. And she babbles about being there for years. And that the flesh oh. consumes much faster in that realm. Living round after round of life and death on the roulette. But the eye. The eye said, seeing both blinded and open my eyes for the first time. But it was worth it. It was worth it. All right, I'll give her some more roots and then just, well, I heard worth it. And um, beyond the hills and past the burning wasteland. So we got what we need, in my opinion. So she, she begins to suck off the roots and then she just says, so you're going there? We'll go Bet your you. ass we're going there. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, we made all a right. friend somehow. Yeah. Uh, is she able to... I know that she's only like... He's probably physically blinded, but like somehow spiritually able to see. But the purposes of her not stumbling and hurting herself, does she want to hang on to like Eucephalus's bit or Hamfun's lycerid and tails or something? Like, like flat out, just like tries to hold his like horsey voice and tries to just mutter to you and just <laughs> says, No, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right um in that case uh ham fund you're on deck um ham fund yep. gives you the most forlorn look you have ever seen this poor squire more than that one time when your hemorrhoids were really bad and you really needed a little bit of a test he just gives you just look and she clamps to him and his he just sags under the weight. Oh, ham fun's on a date. <laughs> he yeah, gives you these biting bitter eyes. Uh, <laughs> so ham fun will support as he is supporting uh, her. He, he will not be able to also be your sword squire. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I think he's doing a more a, a more noble service this way. Even if we just take her out there to get her ancient-ass flesh stripped off again, you know? Oh, well, maybe? <laughs> yeah, she's... <laughs> she's into it. Okay. All right. I've heard that there are rejuvenation I, I saw the eye of the void, and I touched it, and it touched me, and it blew the years of my life away as if it were a chaff. So, so your eye got touched, and it blew you. I feel like... I feel like there's something there. Yeah. Take me back to the eye. They have those fishes there that eat the dead skin off your feet. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's head towards those dusty ass hills. What color is this old lady's eyes? You said they're they're like opaque, but like, is there like an undertone of brown? Is it a brown eye? Have you? <laughs> I'm, I can done. see where you're taking that, but this is much more like a, a fish at the supermarket that's been left in the sun for too long. So a stanky right. eye. 
So uh, I heard uh, hit the road. Are you wanting to look at any other of the buildings or encampments from Laverne's uh, hut? Sorry, Laverne. Uh, Laventhurn's hut. You can see to the east of here what looks to be a collapsed building of sorts. J immediately southeast from here is the town square. Um, south from here is the makeshift bar. And past that uh, set of, uh, well, I guess we can just do it in that order of operations and um, any anything else, any of those things that catch your immediacy or just making a beeline out east towards the hills that she has been mumbling about. Now, if I eat this rude root and go in that bar, I'm not going to come out for a day or two. So we'd better we'd better just go for the mission. Yeah. Yeah. So as you are passing by, you pass by a set of ruins that looks like it was some type of shrine. You pass by what looks to be like a giant sinkhole that you can see that there's a bunch of collapsed huts in it. And there's also muttering coming from down there. But it's when you start walking past this, the very edge, that figures start marching out in a single rank and file from the encampment of more clean, like clean, uh, cleaner as this in this world can be. Um, people in full armor and regalia identifying them as inquisitorial staff of the uh, cathedral of the two-headed basilisks. One of them it carries a large warhammer as a staff that has the two so the screaming heads of the basilisks. And he screams one word to you and just says, Halt! Halt! Um... Well, where are each of us at in terms of our relationship to the Church of the Basilisk? That's a is great that a... question. That is an acumenical issue. Yeah. Uh... That's a Father Ted reference for anyone in the choir. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched Father Ted. I, I had an actual Catholic priest in my life at one point, so not in my life like, you know... Um, <laughs> as as a priest, I mean. So, um, yeah, me and religion aren't so good these days. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I keep up appearances, but I don't want to really have them up in my grill. Who does with the Inquisition? How many of them are there? That are following in tow. There seems to be one person in larger armor that is followed by like two attendants. And that's it? Well, immediately that are coming your way. How I guess, how big is the contingent of clean hut soldier people? So when you look at to see how many huts there are, um, there's probably like five huts. But right now you see an attachment of three people. You think you see two more people in the distance. So perhaps maybe overstated by saying rank and file. You guys think Since we there can are break? three of you, I'm wanting to balance things. You guys think we can take them? I think it's worth a try. Yeah. <clears throat> gotten into any shit tonight? I guess we could. Um. Yeah. Fuck it. Um. I yell something about uh. Like, how do you blaspheme against the basilisk? I'm not entirely sure. Oh. Um. 
ah, that basilisk looked at me, and I'm still walking around as limber as can be. Suck it. And then I, I, I launched and myself The man him. with, like, a stone face says, the basilisk suck nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. All right. Um, I am going to wail at that dude with a battle axe. Wait, oh, actually, great. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to do the battle axe. That sounds like fun. I haven't, I haven't been an axe-wielding character yet, to my knowledge. On the pod, okay. So. so as you are, all right. So go ahead, and we will throw ourselves into uh, in the throes of combat. Wildly, irresponsibly, wildly, irresponsibly. So I will have you all. Well, you since you are starting combat, roll me initiative to see if you go first or if the Inquisition goes first. Oh, let's see. That's a 19. Oh, sorry. It's a D6, but I will assume that a... um, Pardons. um, Use the old school. And plus your agility. Well, that's a nat 6. My agility is a... So that's 7 total. Fantastic. So... This person had just said halts, you said suck it, and then you let the axe fly. So you've kind of caught this person off guard. Um, they <laughs> have this look of surprise as time slows as your axe goes right towards them. Make me your attack roll, which is going to be your uh, d20 plus your strength. All right. Oh, it's not as good as the 19 was. That's a that's a three. Uh, plus my strength no. is a six. Or no, I'm so, sorry, that's a zero. So three. So you can either keep that, or don't forget, you also have omens as well. Oh yeah, I'm gonna burn an omen. That's a terrible roll. All right. See if I so can't there do is this icy, bitter wind that rolls from the east, and you feel all of the hair on your body freeze. Everyone else looks to be perfectly in a normal bit of weather, but there is literally ice hanging off of your eyebrows. Uh, re-roll. It makes me look distinguished. That's 17. And since my 17, strength is zero, uh, yeah. You lean into the chill of the grave and whatever lurks beyond the hills, and you let it flow through you. Your axe bites true. Roll me damage. Endress, you're down. That's like eight, right? For you, the a damage D8? that you yeah. get to roll is D8, correct. All right. Seven. I'm having a good night. Oh, well, dang. And a half and three quarters. So you feel your axe bite right through his uh, the cut right through his robes and it bites into some scale mail below you hear the sound of crunching um and blood splurts out from under him and you hear the wind just get knocked out of his lungs and he doubles over um as blood just goes everywhere <clears throat> He looks up at you as he catches his breath, and his blood's like sheeting out of his mouth. Says, "You are going to live to regret that." Um, the uh, all right, all uh, I so heard next, you're going to live. So next up, we're going to go ahead and do that round robin. So next initiative would be uh, you, Uruag. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. 
Knife. I have a knife. Knife is a good weapon, right? All right. So, um, rolling a d6. Is that correct? Uh, so you're. So we're doing this run robot initiative. So you're just going to go ahead and do your action. If you want to attack, that's going to be d20 plus your strength. D20 plus my strength. Okay, that I is would correct. I while it doesn't matter. I, I I've been around these people for at least a few days, and I I guess. It doesn't matter if I don't stab them. It doesn't matter if I does. So <laughs> I might as well. Right? Right? I, they, who, who in, are you stabbing? In the name, I said, who is he stabbing? I thought there was a... So there's a, an Inquisitor, and then yeah. there are two lackeys supporting him. And then, what? Are, so what are you doing? I'm stabbing one of the lackeys. Okay. In particular, the shorter of the two lackeys. <laughs> um, you hear him say, "Oh, come in, man!" As soon as you like, just like lunge out at him. So, roll. What did you roll for your attack? I have not rolled yet. I have now rolled a eleven plus. You said my it does strength, not so that's oh. plus one. So that twelve. Is 12. Yes, that is enough. So you see, in kind of in slow motion, this kind of pretty young-looking guy. You can tell his robes don't exactly fit him. You don't know how long he's been in this, and there's this look of like slow-growing horror as you just lunge forward with the knife, and he wails like a stuck pig as you stab him. Uh, so roll me damage. Okay. That is a one damage. Um, so he he squeals and then you pull back the knife after you stab him and you see there's no blood. And you look he looks down and there's like stuffing coming out of his padded armor and he goes <laughs> All praise the two headed basilisks. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Um, so at, at his revelation, he goes, I will kill these blasphemers. So he <laughs> lunges at you with his staff. Uh, so roll me your defense. So for you, Ureg, that is d20 plus zero. So let's say for a second, uh, <laughs> someone had to do it. This murder bargain is in effect. Look, I'm Excellent. playing a mushroom guy, so I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed yeah. to do the boss burger <laughs> bargain. If anyone here Absolutely. tonight, yep. Let's yep. say for you, a second that see the thing is, you don't need to bargain if you have omen. It's when you don't have omens that then you need to bargain. You know, I'm gonna take that omen. I'm gonna take the omen, and you'll never know how bad I rolled. So as you um, are, use your omen, you feel the chill of the grave. And when you look down at your feet, your feet are completely swarmed up mid-shin and just maggots. And you feel them tunneling and burrowing through your flesh. Uh, so what did you get for your reroll? I got an eight. An eight? Um you're not sure if maggots have voices, just kind of like that weird, freaky horse that that guy keeps riding, but you think that all the <laughs> maggots are laughing at you. They just slurp up your skin and disappear, and you are just left with your feeling of failure. It's not like it matters. You could ask other... uh, home box office Max Booth the third about what kind of sound maggots make. He has some opinions. I hear that they scream. Is that yeah. what it is? They yell? Yeah. I heard. Yeah. Some, some shrieking. The shrieking yeah. maggots. 
The other lackey uh, turns and goes, uh, no, I, uh, I, oh, oh, wait, you fail on your defense, right? That's what that roll was. Yeah, wait. it was. It was yes. my failure um, with my, my thing. Um, that, uh, remember that right, time I was so trying to bargain? Let's go back to that real quick. So let's say for a second. Are you out of omens? <laughs> How many? Was that your second have? omen? You have two was, omens. I have one more omen, and I'm not going to burn it yet. I'm going to okay. save it for another 15 yeah. minutes from now when I fail another roll. Okay, so he uh, smacks you up the side of the head with his carved staff. Now, that's two points of damage. Uh, you, Urlog, have your padded cloth armor and your mm-hmm. shield. Mm-hmm. So you first roll uh, minus D2. Minus D2. So well, honestly, it's a forsake of time. Even as a matter of I have just, a coin. You, you I can slip it. <laughs> Well, you would so it takes it's a soak of minus D two for your armor and then one for your shield. So if it's just two damage, it's soaked total. So not only have you stabbed him and pulled out his stuffing, he's just thwunked you and you absorb the damage. And for a second, this lackey has this look of ecumenical crisis on his looks as he's like seeing this exchange <laughs> back and forth and looks over to his boss who is just like gouting blood from various places. And you see he's kind of questioning his choices. Uh, the other inquisitorial lackey turns to you and also, um, well, he throws himself at you, Arvant, uh, for hitting my boss. And he <laughs> lunges at it you with his staff. And you can see this one just has a carving of a serpent around the staff. Uh, roll me your defense. So that is d20 and plus one. Oh, that ain't good. Um, that's a grand total of four, uh, five. Five. All right, so he thwacks you, oh, and whack. he rolls uh, three points of damage. Now, you have male armor because you are a rich hoity-toity person, mm-hmm. um, so... Oh, I forgot. you. That makes your uh, defense rolls even harder, so you definitely would have failed that. Uh, mm-hmm. So you get to soak d4 damage, so go ahead and roll d4 to see how much you soak. Oh, the one that I shouldn't step on. That's the one that I didn't get up. I can also roll for you if you want. Oh, no, 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 no. I have been rolling so shitty. Let's see what happens this time. I found it. Um, That would be a... Wow, a four. All right. Uh, so you can hear as this uh, happens that um, Learn is muttering to herself, and she just says... This wound will not hit you, and you like you get hit by this club, and you don't feel the thing, and she just kind of chitters to herself. See now, uh, pass, passing out parsnips. Try it. You make friends. The, the priest or this inquisitor uh, writes himself, leans heavily on his warhammer, and draws himself up. His robes are being soaked by blood, and he goes repent in this dull like doling of a dirge bell as he swings his warhammer out at you roll me one more defense roll all right one more defense roll oh that is a 16 uh and then do i add anything to it i think that you uh you actually miss out of the way he just frees you with blood uh, so Vogel, you've seen this exchange happen. Uh, what do you do? I think I'm going to have to jump in. 
I've got a club. All right. Good old club. Good old club. Nothing beats helping, clubs. Helping humanity out since like four right? species is ago. You can swing yeah. A club. You can defend a friend. Oh, that's a D twenty. Ah, minus three. So that's a seven. So you swing your club out, and uh, who are you attacking? Um, who's closest to me? Probably one of the lackeys. I'll take a lackey on. Uh, so you just graze his hair, um, and he again just looks down, pulls his medallion, the two-headed basilisk, and kisses it, and says, thank you. So at least fuck his hair up a little? Do I at least get that? Um, yeah, it's kind of greasy and weird, so this makes a whoop. Mm. It's a little bit like uh, something about Mary. Mm, nice. So that brings it back to you, Urvog. Excuse me, Arvant. My pardons. Arvant. Uh, so, like, as much as I really, really want to kill the basilisk medallion-kissing guy, I should probably finish off the one serious threat first, so... I'm going to take another whack at the uh, Warhammer dude, the dude with the Warhammer. So let's All see right. how we do. And the answer is a nice round 10. Uh, yep, and my strength is plus zero. Plus so one. Just a 10. Oh, plus oh, one. Dude, you're, you're, sorry, I was looking at the wrong sheet. Yeah. You are correct. Uh, so yeah. you swing back at him, but he sees that he was drawing strength from his pain, and he moves faster than you might think. So that puts it back to you, Vogel. You've had this back and forth of one of the lackeys, and both of you have come uh, away unscathed. Vogel? Oh. Uh, oh, Vogel. No. I'm Vogel. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm like, just Urvog. 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 Sorry. I was like, okay. I, I, I was Saren at Paschke. Both of you have you names. No worries. Okay, so I'm gonna Urvog. go. I'm gonna go for another stabby stab. All right. It's this time. It's gonna do about the same. Actually, exactly the same. <laughs> I rolled the same number. So you know I, what? Um. Just for the sake of that Baltusburger bargain, what number is that? Uh, this time I rolled an 11, which I believe is what I rolled last time, unless I am misremembering. I'm no, uh, yeah, you, uh, it, then it would be a plus one, so it would hit. Yeah, so, yeah, it, so it's a 12. Roll. Yeah, yeah, I rolled 11. Okay, cool. So you made it sound like it was a miss at first. And I was like, no, What's no, happening? no. All right. Sorry, that wasn't meant to be a Baltusburger oh, bargain. That was no, you got to a... remember... Which, like, when he says what I rolled last time, it could have been one of two rolls because he used yes. his helmet. Yeah. All right, Fair. cool. That's a hit. Yeah. Okay. This time four. I got a four. Okay, great. Uh, so you take your knife and you just gut him this time. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> You, you've put a hole in his armor and you just like thread the needle in and just gut him. And I he did just not see that coming. Look, just looks sad and disappointed. Like his whole life has been a lie and he's wasted his entire existence, chastity for nothing, and he just collapses. As he collapses, uh... I just, I look him in the eyes and I just say to him, in 60 years at most, no one will remember you ever lived. <laughs> yeah. and then i pull it out and then i twist it and pull it out 
Nice. Uh, there's some type Excellent. of organ that comes with it. Um, you could probably science it, but... Or pop yeah. it in your mouth, hell. We're snorted again. Right. That worked out great last time. Vogel, <laughs> you uh, are neck. You're kind of neck and neck with one of these other lackeys. What do you want? Do you want to give uh, another try with that yeah, here, then go. Club? I bet I can, I can right. swing it real good this time. I bet you can. I bet I can. Real good. Oh yeah, fifteen minus twelve. Yes. Wait, is that after you add your strength? My strength is minus three, so that's twelve. Okay, cool. Awesome. And then you hit him yeah. for D6 damage. Your strength is minus three? That sucks. Yeah, my strength is minus three. It sucks. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not a strong man. I am a... I'm picturing you with your club just like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the club is bigger than me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so damage, do you say? D6? D6. Let's do this. Let's damage this thing. So even with your minus three strength, you oh, okay. do six damage. So it's a one. <laughs> okay. So you don't like yeah. how you've set his hairstyle, so you fix it by like <laughs> creasing it back over his skull with force. It's a club. Uh, and there's a sound of like a when a hammer hits a coconut, and he looks at you <laughs> and just. Is that all you can do? Uh, so he retaliates uh, by shifting his staff and pulling with both hands and then shoving you with his full force. Uh, so roll me your defense there, Vogel. All right. Man, I can't imagine my defense is great either. Uh, so that is basically d20 plus your agility, so that's plus two, so it is better. Okay, yeah, it's an 11. All right, so he still hits you uh, with his staff. Uh, that is four points of damage, but you get your fur armor, so you get to soak D2 of it. Okay. Oh, wow, I have way fewer max hit points than I thought. I'm fucking around yes. like I've got HP to spare, but I do not. Okay. So how much uh, damage did you take total? Uh, total four. Oh, uh, and then you you soak D two of it because oh, you're oh. for armor. Okay, yeah, so two. Okay, all right. So you take two damage, um, and you feel something loosen in your chest. Maybe you dislocated a rib, uh, but you got more. Yeah, the, I don't need that one. Uh, Inquisitor <clears throat> pulls out a scroll. For, uh, you can see that it is covered in blood, um, and his eyes roll back in his skull as he begins to mutter words, and the words that he begins to speak are just foul and terrible. And it is... Oh. Um, interesting. Oh, wrong one. That explains it. So, as he begins to mutter, his hands shoot out, and uh, lightning briefly dances on it, and then he goes invisible. Whoa, cool. 
Yeah. You hear this like fizz pop sound, and he blinks out. Oh, and, and uh, his he accidentally two just like nuked himself. Well, you're not sure because the, the two lackeys next to him just look at each other, and he's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> He did. Uh, so they're, they're going to make a morale check because uh, was their <laughs> boss just up and disappeared. <laughs> oh yeah. So they, yeah, they, they've, uh, they've. Well, one, I'm the one that I'm picturing bosses I've had before, and like if a distressing situation hit, how they'd always just kind of be like smoke bomb and be out of there, you know. Yeah, uh, so yeah, the little guy, uh, like just drops his staff and says, I'm out of here, and he just runs. And his like hairstyle is still bad as he runs off, unless you stop him from running off or fix his hair, then his hair sir wouldn't be bad while he runs <laughs> off. Uh, since you were in next in initiative, Vogel, if you wanted to hit him again before he runs off, uh, you're free to do so, or you can let him go on his own recognizance. Um, Come on. Go ahead and bully him a little. Yeah, I think I'm going to bully. Yeah. Let's bully him. Go for it. So, I mean, clearly, I, I feel like all I could do is just, like, delicately whack him with my giant club and <laughs> just sort of... Like, That'll learn him. Yeah, just, like, ruffle him Smack up him in the bit. ass. Yeah, just... Smack him in the ass while he's on his way. Yeah. Um, yeah send him on his way. Just poke him real hard in the back. I mean, is that is that what you're doing, or are That's you... Uh, yes. Gently caressing him with the club? All right, so did you roll your strengths? Of course you know going to be disappointing. It's disappointing. I rolled a three. <laughs> so you just try to give him a big like skedaddle and to, like hit his uh, hindquarters as he runs past, but you just kind of like foop to foop and you just like throw yourself flat on your back. And uh, yeah, Eucephalus just looks down and <laughs> Amphon says, oh, that could have been me. Uh, so the you have dispatched the contingent of the two-headed basilisks, and uh, Laverne um, Lavin just <clears throat> whispers to you, onward. Oh. Oh. Now, seeing as we have about five minutes left only and we just exited combat you guys feel like this is a stopping point or would you like to keep going a little bit i mean i can describe the next area if you want yeah, so, yeah sure yeah go for it so beyond the town are the desiccated hills imagine a hundred scorching sleepless nights that's the relentless exhaustion that these hills bring, a raw throat and the hapless rasp of lasting heat. There is, more than any elsewhere, a suggestion of the sun here. It's a baleful eye, only ever visibly dim beyond the thick layers of haze. 
it shouldn't be as hot as it is, but it's miserable here. In fact, you see that the sand that is accumulating here is almost like ground minerals. It just seems to hold and magnify the heat and everything around here is just withered. You don't see any creatures, nothing. Uh, Lavin just uh, gives a hoarse whisper saying, you don't want to travel in this heat. Do you want to go by night or else you'll be a raisin in that scale mail of yours? You're not even sure how she knows that you're wearing scale mail, uh, Arbon, but she knows. Um, so if you travel by night, um, you are able to make your way a little bit less uncomfortable. It's still exhausting and hot, and you're starting to burn through those roots. One of those roots gives you just enough sustenance, just enough food and water for the day. It gets you through, but you can see you've kind of burnt through some of your roots already, and uh, you're worried that you may have enough for the whole um, trip. At night, you can see heat still rises and waves off of the sand. The moon is enveloped in haze that burns above you, kind of like an inhuman peeled eye through a curtain. It is disregarding of you, seemingly to think of you as insignificant. I will have uh, one of you roll me a d10. Who wants it? I'll do it. I got one right here. That is a nine. Nine. Okay. So as you are uh, coming across a hill, you see that someone roll me a D four. Two. So there are two very shriveled. Um, men, figures, question marks, their skin is very deeply tanned by too many nights under the sun. And what's really disturbing about them, the fact that they're naked and their skin is leathery and horribly wrinkly across their whole body, is that they don't seem to have any lips. It's just teeth, like they've just chewed away the flesh around their whole mouths and it's pulled tight across their cheeks. You can see every single one of their tooths. And um, they're muttering back and forth. And uh, actually, uh, make me presence checks. All of us? Yeah. Five. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get <clears throat> plus two Arvant from Encephalus, uh, his ears perking up. Uh, 18 with my minus one for presence. Okay, and you, Vogel? I'm, I'm, I'm not evil, but I'm 13. Okay. So, you hear Arvant, is that you've overcome two cannibals that have been debating which one should eat the other. And now that you've crested the <laughs> hill, they are very thankful that you have come by and settle the debate for them because they just reach uh, into one of their folds. Uh, one of them pulls out a bone knife and the other one um, 
just has these very long talons for hands, and they advance towards you, uh, slathering at the jaws. They're so desiccated from being in the sun, it's just like sand out of their mouth. And they fix these hungry eyes on you, um, and you see that one of them uh, has a necklace of human teeth that rattles. And uh, they close in on you. And that's where we can kind of draw things uh, for the night. You know that somewhere in the distance you feel some type of eye watching you, but you can't be too certain. So uh, this game is still in its last couple of days on Kickstarter. So you can check yep. it out it has really cool art that justin has been making he's also posting it on social media especially in the talk more Borg facebook group so you can get a sneak preview of what becomes some very cool collage based art it's very evocative and uh, this game has all kinds of interesting things in it as you can tell it is lore based so uh, give it a back and see what you think yeah um if you'd, you'd probably have already taken us out of uh, game mode, but yep. again, that was uh, The Dark Glinting with Metal. <clears throat> That's on Kickstarter currently. You can go back that. Um, you can find the links on any of our socials in the show notes once this is up on YouTube. Um, we will make it easy for you to find. You can also, I don't know, Google it uh, in the worst case scenario. Um, and that, again, is from uh, Brian Evanson, a extremely gifted writer. If you haven't checked out any of his stuff yet, um, I believe the, the first collection of short stories I'm aware of because it's called like the Tongue of the Not – something like that. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on it. But great, great. Yeah, thank you. The Tongue of Avant. Avant yeah. And um, he's a, a gifted writer, and uh, the art and design on this is by – Excuse me, I just Justin uh, yeah. Justin, thank you. And uh, this is published by Severed Books. Um, so what do we have going on this next week? Well, for one thing, uh, Mr. Paschke, which is to say the Charles who is not me, will be uh making a very special guest appearance, which is to say attending yeah. Weekly Con and show it up, uh, hang yeah. out. Yeah, if you're, if you're there, Dennis. say hey. Let's yeah. have a beer together. Why not? Do it. Go find him. Um, or else, if you yes. If you are seeing this uh, live on Wednesday night, and that's this weekend. If you're seeing this on Friday, that's tomorrow slash that day. I don't know. Um, and yeah, if you are watching live, we get to tell you happy solstice. We do. That's right. It's the longest uh. day of the year. So make sure you take all your root roots to the maple and have yourself a good old tussle. Mm -hmm. Go outside, take all your clothes off, and get a deep leathery tan so that you can hide your bone knife and your body folds. You know, I'm more um, of an Equinox it, fan, personally. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Fair. Um, in interim, we have books, books, books at Madness Heart Press coming out. Pre-orders are available for Edward Lee's The Backwoods. Um... Wrath James White's Everyone Dies Famous in a Small Town is available now. Gush by Gina Rinaldi, a collection of vaginal horror, is available now. And one week uh, from the live version of when you're hearing this, so the 28th, uh, I have a book coming out. It's my newest novel. It's called He Led Us into the Wilderness and Spoke to Us. 
it's a historical horror novel that takes place a lot of the action takes place at Jonestown. Um, it's also cosmic horror, and I think it's one of the better things I've written. So if you're interested in that, you can go to the Madness Heart Press Twitter page. You can watch for the link on my Twitter, which is at CR Bernard, or any other number of places. Um, also going on with Madness Heart Games, we currently have available Odd Gobs. Uh, you can find that on the Madness Heart Games Twitter, um, which is, I believe, at MHP underscore games. Um, and in addition to Odd Gobs, we also have Whispers of the Dead Saint, which itself is a morph board. Um, that one is by John Baltusberger. It is a novella that comes with a playable dungeon, a bunch of cool stuff from Morkborg. Um, it has a cover by, yeah, 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 cover by Peter Nielsen and art by uh, Simone, and um, it is pretty rad. So check that out too. Um, as for uh, this little show right here, you can find us on Twitter at Juan Moncast W A N. <laughs> M-O-N-C-A-S-T. There we go. I can't spell. Um, you can find uh, pretty much everything of ours at wanmoncast.com. So that is to say, like, blog posts, links to projects, including stuff that Ian has edited, um, occasionally, uh, you know, blog posts by myself, uh, art by Mr. Pashkey from time to time. So I'm going to make sure that we start posting that there because it's rad. And also, very soon, uh, again, our calendar of upcoming games. So um, you can find everything and uh, more that you could possibly want there. Um, am I forgetting anything, anyone? I have a walk-in that I forgot to put on the sheet because it hasn't been announced yet, if I may. Put in a, a, a quick stab. I will be editing uh, Corp Borg, which is a offering that is coming out, which is going to be a corporate uh, dystopian uh, capitalistic uh, Mork Borg crossover, which is going to be really neat. Um, so you should check for that. That is going to be announced soon, and uh, we'll get you some more details. We'll post about it on the channel. But if, uh, if you like the uh, world we are currently living in, but you want a little bit extra spice, uh, we got an orca for your yacht. Hell yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. Uh, orcas and yachts, it's great. Um, no matter who wins, we all lose. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. This has been Wandering Monster, America's Test Table. Um, I have been Charles R. Bernard. I've been Bridget Bray. I have been a person that remembers their outro order, Ian Servas. I'm Mr. Bashke. <laughs> and thank you Doesn't for uh, coming on this yeah and thank you for coming on this consensual journey with us um until next week i'm charles bernard and john wasn't here uh so there <laughs> <laughs> spay or new to your pets <laughs> yeah yeah do it i did yeah yeah be responsible